Ogre. This is a dwarf cast. Hello and welcome to the Dwarfcast commentary for Series 5, Episode 3, Terraform! 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 I'm Ian Symes and with me is Jonathan Capps. Hello. And Danny Stevenson. Hello. From Sweden. Yes. Uh, so, you know what's going to happen. There's going to be some beeps and then you're going to watch the show and listen to us. And so line up your video with the end of the beeps and then everyone's happy. Except your mother. There ain't no place in the whole of cyberspace. www.ganymede.tv Red Dwarf theme. Now, Terraform is uh, episode 28 in the Silver Survey. Uh, it's the worst from Series 5 according to this. Bollocks. What is then? Demons and Angels. Yeah. Well, they were next to each other in the Silver Survey. The whole thing is a sham. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a soft spot for Terraform. Yeah. But then, it, you know, it was voted as the worst episode of Series 5, but Series 5 was voted the best series, so it's it's saying what's worse, biscuits or cake. Yeah. They're both very good. Cake, cake is worse, I think. <laughs> no. Biscuits have more possibilities. <clears throat> now, this version is not... James Lust. No. No, it isn't. But if you need to scratch that itch, it does now exist on the internet. Yeah. Because of a man and some VHSs. Oh, yeah. That's and Ian asking that. cheeky questions. This is actually quite a good... <clears throat> well, for the 90s, it's quite a good approximation of a status screen for, you know, a computer, basically. It's not too overly stylized. The only snag with it is that you can't... It's hard to make out the text sometimes against that kind of... Yeah. The scanline scan lines that they've put yeah. on. Is that the same, basically the same graphic that they used for the viewport for into the um, Back to Reality? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the Harry machine, isn't it? It's the, the Harry... Uh, there's like one machine that does all the graphic work like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and they just called Harry. Called, called, yeah, Harrying it and doing it into the Harry thing. This looks really good. Yeah, this is... Has everyone uh, has everyone heard about the story about Juliet May not knowing what POV means? I think it's been mentioned. <laughs> but yeah, this is this bit. <laughs> Good, great. Is it disoriented or oh, disorientated? Right, I Sorry, I thought you. Look at that! It looks brilliant. Yeah. God, the effects work in this is superb. Is this location? It's in. A, I think this is just in. Just in a corner. <laughs> No, I think it's no, outdoors. Yeah, outdoors. Outdoors, quite possibly in yeah, the Shepton Woods. Mm. Yeah. Now, on a previous Dwarfcast, the DNA Dwarfcast, we discussed uh, the fact that all of Crichton's body parts have, are independent of each other and are all sentient. And this is the, the thing that proves it. <laughs> yeah. Got some semblance of AI within every part. Has got yeah, like, every component of him must have a brain. Yeah, and then they all presumably unify when they're connected to yeah. it. Or is it the nanobots doing the same thing? Yeah, the sh- well, maybe the shared. But why aren't they conscious? Fixing it? Is the nanobots. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, shush. <laughs> <laughs> they're, having, they're having existence problems at this point <laughs> yeah. in the show's history. 
recycled model shot. Yeah. What was that originally used for? Postpod, wasn't it? Yeah, um, the last day, I think. Oh, right, yeah. Or oh, Batteries of Life. No, it no. was a different one and better than that. Oh, no, it was a pe- like a postbox. It was a postbox on its side. Hattie gets a good scene. Yeah, definitely. For once. Very weird Dutch angle on that as well. Like, Racist. <laughs> they don't like the Dutch, the Swedes. <laughs> I don't know whether this uh, DVD is particularly poor quality prints of the episodes or whether it's just because we've got a 50 inch telly now. Yeah, that's it. It's looking a bit <laughs> stretched. Ian's just slipped his 50 inch in there. <laughs> Not for the first time. <laughs> it could it could well be just. It's also I think lens flaring as well. The things on the camera just having the. I always did wonder because series five is never like the mental image I've got of it, but isn't a particularly clean picture. It's mm. quite a murky series in my head, mm. and I wonder if because at the time it was non-linear editing, no yeah. linear editing, therefore they still had the generation problem, and it was an editing nightmare the whole series. Yeah. So I wonder if we're seeing maybe a few more generations that's norm- that's normally used for. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I could be talking bollocks. <laughs> that would also and it might, make sense. it might be John Pomfrey just making the lights slightly darker so there's less detail. It's a, this is a lovely shot, though, the over-the-shoulder where you can see both their faces. But now you're there, you can't. That, that, that's obviously yeah, like a, an that's isolated shot. Cropped in. Yeah. That looks good. Isolated, sort of, like, done later on. Obviously, because mm. yeah, that was the thing of having the weird edit and not being able to fix it and Doug had to do it. And yeah. <clears throat> I like that 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 right the tarantula um, typo is that deliberate because every other bit of punctuation is immaculate. Yeah. <laughs> they even bothered to have to press caps lock, lock, <laughs> lock, and then type the word and then press it again because he's only using one hand. <laughs> I had a very long thumb to press the shift key. Your cat doesn't even need to just use one hand. And he can talk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Both <laughs> talk. <laughs> Good. Is that the yeah? That's the cat's coat that was coloured in with highlighted pens. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, just as that one, and I've seen it up close, and it is really oh, obvious he? that it's being coloured in with a felt tip. Yeah, it's crazy. Jez's relationship with red dwarf props is a little bit like the. Um, um, the spread of wealth across the world is that ninety nine percent of the props is, is with the zeros. He's he's the one percent. <laughs> he is the one percent. It's only a hundred red <laughs> <laughs> Only a hundred real ones, am I right? I like how they even bothered to change the condition. Like like that that wouldn't even matter. It's like it's yeah. such a tiny. That says khaki, by the way, for those who don't uh, can't read that. You'd be forgiven for not being able to read Absolutely, that. Look at that! Look how cropped that. That is such a fade. That is such a yeah. Yeah. zoomed in shot. Like that was taken from a very big distance. Well, only a crap director would <laughs> insist on shooting a wide shot and then cropping it afterwards rather than getting it right first time. 
The cat's coat if is not so much a problem in this episode. I think it's... No, it's actually maybe later on in this episode you can really see the uneven felt yeah. tipping. Yeah. <laughs> the tone being, like, not... Kind of run out towards the end. Yeah. yeah. I think there'll be more to say later. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone listening hopes so as well. That, that is a really well, comprehensively set up punchline. Yeah, I remember when I was, when I was a kid watching this, this series, I remember this episode being the one that I used to really enjoy the most. I don't know why, it was just more of a case of it was a really interesting concept of having a whole planet yeah. built around someone's mind it's and got, someone's psyche. It has got a really unique tone to it and feel this episode it's kind of everywhere there's, there's lots of locations and lots of different places they go in this episode there's lots well, of th- this is this is the best use of locations mm. um, in the series the, yeah because the, they propped up you know they, they added special effects to the there's stuff. only little bits of location stuff and it's mixed in with studio stuff but it's done so well and it's yeah. matched nicely it makes it more feel more expensive than it does Crichton just gobbed everyone I saw that this is the extra detail that you get on 50 inch TV is Robert Llewellyn Fle- Robert Llewellyn Flem <laughs> Robert Llewellyn <laughs> this is actually it's kind of interesting in general just Rimmer's character I mean it's a lot more mentioned in the books and stuff but how much Rimmer is just incredibly fucked up yeah like his own psyche hates him. I mean, that requires just something else. You know what I mean? It just his his own brain hates him. <laughs> I mean, like imagine I've never never known a character so complex in that way. It's so deep seated. I think when I was younger, I Terraform was one of the ones that I didn't mind skipping past, along with Inquisitor, and now I. Love those episodes, obviously. Yeah, but I think it's because it takes a darker turn at this stage of the series than Red Dwarf's done before. Mm. And Inquisitor and Terraform in particular, and the kind of like the opening parts of Quarantine, where it's yeah. done with Landstrom. Well, Quarantine's number four, right? So it's yeah. it's kind of like a big chunk of the series is all in a run like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So until Demons and Angels doesn't really let up. I know, but Which this is still the darkest. It's interesting picture. because it's not when they. Um, released it on VHS. Oh, it's all fucked up, yeah. It's all fucked up order, oh. and it's grouped those three episodes that we mentioned together as uh, part two. Inquisitor. Is that what? Maybe that. Maybe mm-hmm. that's informed why those particular episodes I skipped over because they were on a different tape. Oh, yeah, obviously, Chris Barry, the voice of all of the. Um, yeah, demons. But what's weird is that that god that took me uh, an embarrassing amount of time. To well, to what's interesting to me is that I'm hearing Tumblr explodes. This is very much a, an audio thing, but like for those who might know that the reverb is like the voice is uh, pitch changed, but the reverb isn't. 
So you actually hear rim actual Chris Barry's true voice in the reverb. Oh, that's right. one thing I noticed. It's, you can still hear his original voice in the reverb, and then the actual voice itself has been augmented, which is kind of weird. That's very interesting. Like I said, no one will ever spot that kind of stuff in the, if you're not looking for it. Possibly the best written and best delivered line in all of Red Dwarf is coming up. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make your mind up. He's <laughs> not going to tell you what it's on. It's quite possibly coming up. You, you just decide for yourself. What is it? It's um, <laughs> who is this master and what are his intentions? Presumably, they involve my being slippery and pliant, yes. Okay, <laughs> just in the subtitles, they just said afterwards instead of at the end, which is longer. Which is longer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a bit. Wobbly handheld. Handheld, yeah. It's a, it's a strange thing, this whole scene. It is studio, isn't it? That's quite a weird frame, but that's quite nice the way that's framed. It's <laughs> it's facilitated by my being slippery and pliant. It's just <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a good line. It's the my that makes it. It's like, yeah. But yeah, that's true. So the, there is a few little bits of handheld in those various scenes in that location. Yeah. In, that, in my mind, there was marooned, and that was the one experiment with handheld that they did, like mm. properly. Yeah, with marooned, it's sustained. With there, it feels like they just kind of Patched needed it. to. Couldn't yeah. get. It wasn't Couldn't practical get to get. Yeah. Maybe it was an accidental shot that they got from one of the cameras that was still rolling, but they weren't <laughs> using properly in that. Thing. I like the red dwarf armbands. One piece of merchandise is criminally overlooked. <laughs> what do you mean, like all the other pieces yeah, yeah. of merchandise? I assume <laughs> that's Chris Barry as well. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't show the face because they haven't quite mastered the technology they <laughs> used in Legion. <laughs> I like that line. I've found a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Pointing out, exactly yeah, exactly, it. and it suggests that he went out with that specific intention to find yeah. the metaphor. There's got to be something apocryphal around here somewhere. You see, uh, Rimmer's honor died when he was 12, yeah, in Marooned. He says the only thing he lost when he was 12 was his. Uh, Shoes with the animal tracks in the <laughs> He actually lost his honour as well. Didn't remember. They were in his shoes. I didn't realise you saw as much as you did. Because I remember there was a, a Better Than Life uh, fan magazine which had that beast in like really graphic detail. Mm. And I was like, where did you see that? Because I don't remember ever seeing that. And then I realised in the episode, you, don't, you you genuinely do see that quite a lot. Right? Yeah, a you don't see the full body, you just no. see close-ups of bits and then the shadow of the full body. Yeah. That looks disgusting. Yeah, the knee joints. Very Geiger-esque. Yeah, the, it's always bugged me that it looks like 
each leg is jointed differently. Yes, I'm glad you spotted that as well. Yeah. It does feel like as if the legs are kind of the, the opposite yeah. way around. Yeah, which well, well, maybe that's intention, intentional. Yeah. Why you don't maybe see it walking fell about. A bit like Crichton at the start of the episode. <laughs> Where is this? Spit on. Good point. Is yeah. this a little passage where they've built? <gasps> is it the maybe the same location that they used for the uh, for duck soup? <laughs> because it is a metal square. They built that outside though. Did they build? That? They built yeah. the ducks outside. But what I think that might be is it could be. Oh no! I imagine it should be built for for purpose. Yeah. I can't imagine it being like. There's, I don't think there's any shots of where you can see them within the, the main scene, so it's, so it's clearly separate. Yeah. You never see everything together, it's just flashing lights. Yeah, there's loads of lights being lit through, it's just a Clearly, a distance away from that other system. <laughs> it's, it's very odd. I like Crichton's physical reaction to shooting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's like he doesn't like the noise or whether he really isn't very keen on. Or he's fighting his programming to actually shoot yeah. the thing. This is just. It's only when you're kind of looking out for it, but it is really oddly directed. This, there's some great bits in it, like individual shots that are great. It's yeah. just the action is never clear what's happening. No, there. it's not clear that he's on the precipice of falling in, and yeah. the, it's, it's not. Well, yeah. The geography of the shots, are, there's no <laughs> link up between. Rimmer's <coughs> little look back then was excellent, but yeah, I mean, well, essentially it was directed by three different people, yeah. although in reality. Rob Grant probably didn't really. He, he based he on stood around smoking. Yeah, and probably eating. <laughs> Good punchline. At this point, Rumor still doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He still doesn't yeah. know. So it's just this is just abuse, more abuse than he was expecting to get that day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For no reason, apparently, for him. <laughs> Uncalled for abuse is amusing. Uh, this is the Captain Bollocks scene. That unused outtake. Uh, <laughs> I managed to get my spacesuit, the one with Captain Bollocks. Yeah, one oh, of those. Captain Bollocks. <laughs> One of those weird outtakes that give you a hint of a deleted scene yeah. bef years before, before you saw it. In fact, because Series 6 I only watched in the repeat run, um, I hadn't seen Sirens until well after I'd seen the Smegups. Yeah. And there's quite a lot of Sirens. It was just and, mysterious and thing. Yet, 
there's loads of sirens, megups, and smegups that were cut uh, from deleted scenes. So yeah, <laughs> on many levels. <laughs> so even if you've seen the episode, that was still yeah. stuff there. You would not have even seen where that came from until the DVDs came out. Sure. This whole thing is just basically just demonstrating how fucking messed up Rimmer is. The whole thing. It's just <laughs> listing every single thing that he's done, everything that's wrong with him, everything that he thinks about himself. Um, oft quoted quote there. The police say I'm only halfway through my list. Mm. <laughs> that's good. The production values on this episode is uh, really impressive because you've you know, you've got some really nice episode-specific model shots, yeah. which not every episode has. And um, the battle in a minute is um, mm. is really good. Yeah, and the battle bit is really well done. It's, like, it's, all... it's just so all over the place. Yeah, Maybe that's why it's not considered one of the better episodes yeah. of this series. But it's individual so moments. Yeah. This is the bit with the voice thing. I'd, I'd, I'd say here it's a lot more noticeable. The second time this series where they're threatened by a disembodied voice while they're in Starbucks. Yeah, it's cheaper that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, not really in the case of the Inquisitor because you already had the Inquisitor's <laughs> costume and everything. <laughs> yeah, she was spot on. <laughs> some excellent insults in this episode. Yeah, Crichton has a great episode. Yeah. yeah. I suspect that this is Rob Grant dialogue. <laughs> it does feel Based that way. I'm sort of amazed yeah. there isn't anything about genital torture in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Another good line. <sighs> My good friend Gavin Hodgson has a really stupid opinion about this episode in this series, which will be relevant a bit later on. But he thinks that... Um, I don't think he's ever been on a dwarf cast, but he thinks that um, Series 5 shouldn't have ended with Back to Reality. It should have ended with this episode... With everyone being friends with Rimmer and um, <laughs> reconciling and not having the bit at the end where they crush him. And that should have been the end of the series. <laughs> and it should Just have been at the end of Series 6. Yes. Yeah. He, he thinks it's too cruel. He's, you know, I like slagging off someone who is, has no recourse for, to defend himself at all. <laughs> Would be an AFCON problem if you were <laughs> I don't think it's too cruel. No. Because Rimmer kind of knows. And what this is doing is... You could say that here... He even... Yeah, he's clearly suspecting it here, but... 
it might be that the level of effort that they're going to to help to save him is what gives him the little lift. Yeah. Even if he knows deep down it's not sincere. <laughs> and to save himself. It's nice that um, in Rimmer's brief state of solidity, he uh, gets a hug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forget, yeah, I forget that he's... On his knee. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to question it, then I realised why. <laughs> I was like, hang on, it's just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cat is still the cat after all that. <laughs> it's just he's doing his best. He's trying really There's hard. There's bits in... Uh, the cat's interactions in series 10 that really remind me of this scene. Uh, in Entangled when they're discussing the fact that Rimmer's missing the other three are having a serious conversation and Kat's just taking the piss yeah. on the sideline is the exact same dynamic except Holly doesn't turn up in serious ten. no she should have done the, oh, the, the whole thing about um Crichton making the Holly character redundant is, I think John said this before, is that if you like a character enough you'll find a place for it and I don't mm. think they necessarily have to exist in the same you know, as, as the same role, they're two incredibly distinct characters Yeah, but then you end up in a series 8 situation where Holly's nothing like the Holly of old and he's just he's been given a completely different brief which is yeah. to make stupid jokes that aren't plot relevant. <laughs> it's true. And then, and there's obviously a balance. You can find good things for Holly to yeah. do. But one of the best bits in Series 8 was just the, st- uh, the stupid 10-minute um, warning about the cell inspection because it was using his unique ability, which is basically having some sort of control and insight yeah. into the ship itself. Which is what makes Queeg so good. Like, Crichton couldn't have had a Queeg episode. No. This is... This action sequence is really well shot. Really well directed. But who was it done by? Oh, actually, this location. It probably yeah, was Juliet May. It, really it would have been all one night. Or maybe... Yeah, what, one... Block. Block, yeah. I also think there's a bit of a, a thing where they just didn't have enough time to show yeah. that battle in full as well. It yeah. would be nice to have more of it. Oh, you got the idea. This is one of the few episodes, is actually. Is it doing what this is? Yeah. One of the few episodes in this series, I think, that... <laughs> because Red Dwarf doesn't isn't much of a setting in Series 5. Mm. Like... Now that I think about it, I'm almost making a light of that because Demons and Angels is heavily based around Red Dwarf. Yeah. But the other episodes, um, well, but it's not in Back to Reality at all. It's barely in this. It's only that tarantula scene yeah. at the start. Uh, Inquisitor is set in Red Dwarf, but you know it's not the point. I'll say quarantine as well. Hollow Ship. The yeah. only bits of Red Dwarf are just the non-Rimmer scenes. Yeah, true. You know, start and end. They are getting away from it, and yeah, back to, back to reality, it doesn't exist at all. Well, this is definitely the series where, like, 
they realised that Starbug is actually a really if they wanted to go because they want claustrophobia and mm. you know everyone being stuck together and Red Dwarf was good enough for that maybe in the early series but then it got a little bit you know it was quite expansive and as you yeah. add new areas it feels like a bigger space and feels less claustrophobic so you need to up the mm. ante a bit mm. and this is yeah and more dynamic it's more travelling you're going to places yeah. Yeah, yeah, Red Dwarf doesn't really go six. anywhere, even though yeah. it's moving incredibly quickly. It you never get the impression that it's actually arriving at places or leaving yeah. places. And as the bell tolls, <laughs> <laughs> stupid bitch of a cat. Right, actually, this is something that um, I had my attention drawn to last night from uh, Seb Patrick of Grant Naylor Productions, and thankfully, formerly G and T. Um, it's something from a Tumblr user called Atomic Mayonnaise um, that he and John have been retweeting on Tumblr, and it, it's their best. It's her best guess, uh, guess at the Japanese titles um, for the first and seven series of Red Dwarf. So this episode was called. I should have found it before <laughs> before this. Um, whose mind planet is this? <laughs> Why? That's silly. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. So p- rather than obviously with a language that different, the the, the, the whole sort yeah, of yeah, all the idioms. Yeah. Were they were they were they big through the keyhole fans? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but there's there's some through the karaoke. Who would live in a psycho like this? <laughs> the mysterious love of Casablanca. <laughs> wow. Um, Crichton's the, Last Supper. That's incredibly <laughs> romanticised, um, isn't it? The read out the marooned one. The Maroon one is excellent. Oh, have you seen these? Yeah. yeah. It's Red uh, Dwarf, it's on the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the friendship that fell to a snowy planet. Wow, it's just ridiculously romanticised. Um, and my favourite is Legion. Where's Legion? The blended human's hospitality. Wow. <laughs> Which is... That's kind of... That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a massive spoiler, saying, but... It's, <laughs> I was saying it's, it's like... The blended human. The blended human sounds like I don't know, maybe Hammer Horror, just you know, yeah. like Twilight Zone. Um, they all sound like that though. They yeah. all sound very sort of like, very like uh, Tales of the Unexpected kind of thing. They've got very sort of ambiguous, weird, rom- yeah. romanticized titles. But definitely romanticized. It's almost very. Poetic. That's amazing. Demons and Angels is weirdly Demons and Angels dash two faces. <laughs> wow, so added more information about that. Yeah. Well, that's inaccurate because each of them has got three. <laughs> <laughs> you three faced bastard. Be a millionaire by changing the past. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a bit too discreet. Some, some of these do actually. We need to um, keep this spoil, quiz. <laughs> spoil the episode because Nanaki is. Um, does actually give away the surprise. Doesn't end well. Um, <laughs> the dwarf's micro miracle. <laughs> wow. Oh god, yeah, that completely spoils it. <laughs> Shut up, the chatty virus. <laughs> <laughs> that is my reaction to that episode. <laughs> oh, and sorry, one more because this is too good. This is blue, missing Rimmer for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> is that's, that that's a cr- criticism of the characterisation? <laughs> the it could well be. Is that- <laughs> They're distant enough from it. They're they're obviously licensing it and putting it out. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a bit shit. Don't bother with this one. Back in the red is just the disappointing return. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Part bloody three. Fuck. The quest for peace. 
<laughs> part million in the quest for peace. <laughs> yeah. LGTV, sexiest lady fans. <laughs> <laughs> These are now not real ones. Yeah, sorry to the Japanese. <laughs> but yeah, for proper credit, that's atomic mayonnaise dot tumblr.com <laughs> and it is really really good they do, she does stress that she's not a translator or anything it's oh so she just made it up <laughs> but it's we can all do that <laughs> we have <laughs> for the last 10 years <laughs> um, but yeah very amusing <laughs> excellent <work. laughs> what we can do as a bonus feature is the deleted scenes for the majority of series 5 because we've got the uh, Hollow Ship oh, yeah, we did deleted Hollow scenes ship. earlier. Oh, I remember For a now. previous one. <laughs> what a spontaneous conversation <laughs> this is. Uh, so, if you want to listen to us talking about uh, the deleted scenes and sync up then, uh, you need to sync to chapter 10 of the deleted scenes feature on the Series 5 DVD Disc 2. So, while you're skipping forward to chapter 10, uh, here's Anna Kleiner Dwarf music. <laughs> So if you want to listen to us talk through deleted scenes, then what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Music. These are deleted scenes from Trojan. No. <laughs> They're extensions to the Inquisitor horse scene. Oh, nice. I remember the um, toss update about this, about the deleted scenes. Yeah. Uh, and you said it, yeah. With Bitsy. Because <laughs> it's taken from a VHS dub from the Rushes. Yeah. Which is, it it's nice. All right. Yeah, it's nice having that drop. It's just, you know, a little bit, a, a new type of archive footage yeah. <laughs> to tick off the list. And for VHS quality, it doesn't look bad at all. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, of course. We, if you have been a long-term reader of GNT, then a you're uh, evidently now old, because <laughs> I was really young when I started doing it, and I'm old now. Gosh. So. Uh, in 2004, I think, 2003 maybe even, we had, I got hold of a shooting script for Inquisitor and uh, copied up all these little snippets of dialogue and uh, transcribed them and posted them on the site and then they got taken down in the great 
identity within incident. Oh, was the was that a reaction just better that, these days? Yeah, well? that the was great be- data call. <laughs> that was better safe than sorry on our part. But yeah, we leaked these deleted scenes. God, I hope they're still kicking about somewhere. Uh, I've got them on my email. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, I first experienced these deleted scenes in my imagination. Just from reading the script and imagining how they do it. For a while, um, I had that with Polymorph Emohawk. No, Emohawk Polymorph 2. And I hadn't ever seen the episode, but I think I downloaded the Mildrum script. (laughs) uh, Transcript. Yeah. And that's when it. It, yeah, and that's when Inquisitor yeah. decided to. That's when they this start to shout. <laughs> that um, time code mm. was that the the one that you um, photoshopped out and put onto white hole uh, screenshots for the April Fool. Uh, oh, I can't remember. It's definitely something. It's, de- it's definitely did. from Red Dwarf. The, yeah, the bits. Oh, it might be from like a model shot or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I can't remember when we did the white hole thing and whether this DVD had been released at that yeah. point. Well, it was probably about ten years ago. Most fucking things Everything are these about days. ten years ago. Yeah. Although, if you're listening to this in ten years' time, it's about <laughs> twenty years ago. And so on. <laughs> <laughs> Cat decides to take on one of Rimmer's ideas for once. <laughs> if it involves twatting Lister about the head. That's a good point. This is good classic rumour. Stab him. <laughs> is that the same space from like, um, Justice? <laughs> Justice. Justice. Yeah, I can see why they didn't. Wasn't yeah. that the thing with the cat pointing holding the shovel, a publicity shot that <laughs> he couldn't figure out where it was from? Oh, um, uh, yeah, and this is an old. This scene got reshot at a completely different angle, mm. <laughs> a completely different the, size. It's the beginning of like, series five, before the DVD came out, it was by far the most intriguing set of deleted scenes, mainly because of Back to Reality, which we'll get to. Mm. But Hollow Ship has Hollow become Ship as well. like, legendary. And that's yeah. why Lister's on the floor in that. Oh no, he's, no they changed it, didn't they? Yeah, it's yeah, meant to be continuity from there, yeah. Uh, now this particular VHSW can. He's yeah. utterly desaturated. <laughs> the Inquisitor very helpfully Can I just move your hand for a brief moment? <laughs> Pepper spray. Mace. Those works. On androids. I love it. I love the extra context you get from really familiar scenes. Yeah. Deleted scenes offer interesting slash tedious um, canon questions. <laughs> uh, did this happen in our in the lives of our characters because we didn't see it in the what we thought was the definitive account yeah. of their lives? But now, is there any evid- Is there anything that contradicts this happening? Yeah, I don't, I don't even mean this as a specific thing. I'm just in general with any deleted scene. 
It's a shame really they've got those plastic walls on their toilet. like fold away when he's out into his head. Also, the Inquisitor needs to clean his fingernails. Manky Scott's git. <laughs> this scene was. Apparently, is, it, is it actually an editing mar- editing marvel? The final yeah. one. Yeah. They really you see the bagginess of yeah. the original. I don't even know what was cut. Out there. No. I think it was that shot of them coming in, but just I think it was just shot. a different shot. Yeah. Well, DVDs were always incredibly thorough, and it's for the best. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like uh, NYPD blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Weird. Yeah. It really fucking. It's really unsettling. Strange. Have yeah. you done the Inquisitor? Um, As a dwarf cast. Yes. Yes. I think. Yeah, Demons and Angels is the one we've got left for Ooh. five. Who do you reckon's had the better career, Craig Charles or J.K. Abrams? J.K. Abrams has been in Lockstock and stuff, hasn't he? J.K. Abrams. <laughs> J.K. Abrams. <laughs> but Lister was in. Uh, no, <laughs> Craig Charles was <laughs> in Robot Wars. Uh, suddenly, he in t- turned into a ten-year-old child again. Can Can you be in a non-fiction show? <laughs> <laughs> he played the presenter in Robot Wars. <laughs> he played Jeremy Clarkson in Robot Wars. <laughs> that was a lot of deleted scenes from just one second. Yeah, and also this continues to be a lot of delete scenes for the Inquisitor. I am worried. Though. This, <laughs> thing is, this, this no, sequence here was always very, very quickly kind of shot. Like, like felt like if it was like cut down a lot from what was. Yeah. Because it's very, very, very. All of a sudden, it's like there's just the 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 rope has snapped, and then he just it's pulled him up on the edge, and that's it. Yeah, it's very weirdly shot. Uh, oh, and you see yeah. scary Jack Duckety face. From off of the GNT banner a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. From off off. Uh, the series five deleted scenes have a theme of big, scary, weird faces. A bit like GNT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see one coming up shortly. Uh, no, wait for it. I just His voice is different as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's just a slightly pleasant... He's gone, he's gone from a very gruff said, Scottish yeah. actor to a very nice, pleasant Englishman. It's I can raise like you quite abso- safely. I kind of remember which absolutely character it is. That it's one of them that's played by Jack Doherty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The nice family. Oh yeah, all the fat little human stuff. Uh, like that. That's a stupid face from Crane. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah. I think it's partially the angle. He's not supposed to be seen from that angle. He very... looks a bit CSO. Everyone's low. The camera's doing it there. It's in the rafters of the. Yeah, shot. The Crane face is completely it's shot by different. a dwarf. Jesus Christ, those decisions to reshoot scenes go. That's yeah. a pretty big one. <coughs> oh. Ah, terraform. Terraform for you. From off of <laughs> the last half an hour. 
Yeah, it only seems like today that I watched it. <laughs> I like it when he says smack. <laughs> There's a tiny little cut, but it just helps the pace so much. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't need to be there. Yeah, his hair's all squiffy. It's always quite squiffy, actually. Doing the, the it's a little straggly bits. Yeah. And it's too long for a computer. <laughs> yes, we remember. Just a couple of little trims on that one. There. It's not a hell of a lot of. Uh... The master. Rich <laughs> uh, Delgado. Yeah. Where's Delgado? So Anthony Endley's like himself. Go. Point. <laughs> I can't remember, do we get to see the beast here? I can't remember if we would see it is, is like was it ever Because I know that there is on um Mike Tucker's um Super Eight film. Mm-hmm. So which is on this disc. on this disc. I think you do you do get a brief shot here at some point. Or had they already made the decision? Oh, oh there yeah. we go. There you go. Tongue. It's, it that angle makes it look like it's really short or sitting down. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a bit too plasticky. Yeah, that angle. Those shots are pretty cool though. Mm. Kind of gremlin. That's in the final one. I think the the decision to obviously to keep it off camera as much as possible was a good one, but I they probably should have gone a bit further because that full body shadow is not mm. great. I can tell the wire because yeah. the hydraulics are not. Yeah, it reminds me of. The scene in the League of Gentlemen Christmas special where they're telling the story with puppets. Yeah. It's, it's that. Yeah. It yeah. looks like a, a shadow puppet. Obviously ah. It is. That, is the, that is the cactus that he references in a later scene that didn't get cut. Oh, the thing, the sh- yeah. size and shape of a Galve cactus, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I still find watching today's scenes so weird. I'm still not particularly familiar with them. No, yeah. well, that's a good thing. You, yeah, you, they're not. There's a reason why you shouldn't be familiar. It's with the them. kind. It's the rawness of them as well. That, that long shot on Rimmer was probably never intended to be a sustained forty-second yeah. shot. So that was just Chris giving them options. And so you can see him going in and out of characters. You think, oh, I'll do this face, then I'll do that face, and I'll have yeah. that reaction. Look at that. Then, <laughs> so that's what makes deleted scenes so great is that sometimes you just get to see the creative process yeah. at the behind the scenes of it. I kind of like that shot of him the kind of approaching Rimmer how close he was to actually being genuinely tortured at that point because it's like he's always been threatened but never actually yeah. kind of implied but yeah. he, he gets just... genuinely close before they actually start hitting him I think <laughs> that would actually help the direction. In like. the final episode it just looks like he's going to get talked to death before <laughs> I see that. And this, that that yeah. isn't terrible. If you'd have yeah, cut, if you'd have kept that, that sh- very very short, you'd have been okay with that. Uh, almost, I thought they'd included that bit just simply because it's it's cool to see that mm. raw. That's not terrible. Because it might. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the arm movement. So <laughs> <laughs> it's good radio. <laughs> Still terraform. 
Ah, uh, Captain Bollocks. The aforementioned Captain Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the aforementioned Mexican characters. <laughs> His arse. <laughs> yeah, these are always the weirdest ones, the ones that are top and tailed with stuff that you yeah. that you do know. Who the fuck is Albert DeSalvo? Again, it's a... Is that a 1992 topical reference? <laughs> probably, yeah, probably an American thing. Yeah. It's very dated, isn't it? <laughs> oh, they had the foresight to get rid of it. Yeah. They had the Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Brilliant. And that came back in... Quarantine. Quarantine, yeah. Was that? Oh, this was before quarantine. So yeah, mm. I can see why that wouldn't have. That would have felt weird if that had been. Yeah. It's <laughs> a nice little. It's a nice little memory bit. Isn't it? Why is he alive? Just because he says <laughs> he made flesh. Just so that he could be tortured, it was basically. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what is that? And also, how does he walk through that fucking door in Entangled? (laughs) (laughs) But this is a big thing. It's like we've never come up with an explanation for it. The one with bollocks. Oh, I love that one, sir. Captain Bollocks. Craig's scouse uh, background coming in handy with his acting as it becomes confrontational. <laughs> At least that Hattie line got kept in. This is how everything that she did with him. Ironically, since he's a scouse, he does very rarely steal a scene. <laughs> that scene, it's really interesting to say that scene, because that scene makes you genuinely not want to help Rimmer anymore. Once yeah. he's done that, you're just thinking, well, fuck you then. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's glad that it was removed, obviously. For I mean, there was a huge reasons, amount of time reasons. Yeah. Like, obviously, just this is another episode. Like, this is the first three episodes, quite clearly overrun by an unusual mm. amount. And then you also had just the stitching together problems that they had. Mm. It's just it's said every time we do a series five commentary, but it's a miracle that this series is coherent as it is. But then this is a this is a bit that got cut. This is a lovely shot. Yeah. Really well framed. It's just there's it's just a massive inconsistency. It's like they spent time and effort on some things and then realised that oh well we'll just do whatever for the rest. Yeah. We've got these set pieces. And yet <coughs> series five is remarkably good, even by Red Dwarf stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the best. There you go. <laughs> ah yes, scary. Oh places. yeah. This is the yeah, this is the exit. I think this was also a GNT. <laughs> yes. Of various hat points at Halloween. Yeah. It is because I thought that one was the Inquisitor face you showed us earlier. I thought it was because it's a very, he's got the red eyes and he's got like the red or maybe, makeup around the eyes. Maybe the Inquisitor never was a GNT banner, and I'm misremembering and I'm thinking of these. I think I'm th- I think it was this one. Any GNT banner historians out there that aren't <laughs> me, Danny, <laughs> John, or Ian? See a lot more of this battle, and I can't look. Look at that. That's a great stunt. You don't see that one. Oh, cat did that earlier. 
Bueno, esperemos. <risa> Decent number of extras. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a reuse shot from earlier in the episode. That was nice that their heads popping up actually timed with um, ding, sword clings. <laughs> yeah. Just like it's sort of timed to the music in the. Yeah, that's. It oh, is that's... weird because why would he just? Oh, I'm gonna just just to spite you. Yeah. I don't want to take off your mask. Uh, quarantine. As aforementioned, the point about um, Series 5, it's, with quarantine, it's oddly, it's only the first ten minutes or so that are as dark as Inquisitor and Terraform, yeah. even though the second half of the episode deals with one crew member going actually insane. <laughs> yeah. it's, it doesn't quite feel as dark and brooding. I'm going to say, the beginning quarantine feels mm. very drama. Mm. More than does sitcoms. Like, they do. Rimmer does genuinely have, like, Rimmer and Crown have a very genuine moment of the start of quarantine's very sort of it's obviously going for scares and atmosphere but I, I think the second half does tries to do the same because they still have the same musical mm. sort of cues of this is scary now and yeah. they treat Rimmer turning up in a gingham dress as actually genuinely unsettling and yeah. a bit scary it's not really played for laughs apart from just, it just the, the visual, fact the visual is, is funny. funny yeah it's, but the context isn't yeah the crew's reaction is disturbed and what it, what it means is a lot more than what yeah. it is but I got I used to hate Landstrom when I was younger. What the just just scared the shit out of yeah, you? Yeah, scared the oh, shit okay. out of me. I never really saw what was like what was scary about it, but you realise how like her face is kind of melting. It's all, mm. all melty face, mate. Melty face. All melty face over here. Yeah, I, I think I was too young to be scared by it. Yeah, me too. You because know, it's <laughs> like you watch it and you don't realise what's creepy about it, you just you just take it for what it is. Tell you what's creepy about this scene is when you suddenly notice her face is in the corner of the shot when it wasn't there before. What I don't there? know if this comes across in the deleted scenes, but in the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. A slightly later scene. Yeah. In the, the other thing as well, when they superimpose the eyes, and if you don't know they're there, it doesn't mm. bother you, but as soon as you notice them, that like, yeah. oh, fucking hell, what they're doing there. Yeah. Don't get into it. Is that a micro keyboard? Um, y- y- yes. But the I think keys jigged around a bit. They yeah, use. Just, yeah. I don't know, it might be uh, an old style Commodore 64. Because they were kind of beige and roundy. They were the black keys, though. Oh, yeah, good point. Well, they might have painted them. Might have had Howard Burden up all night. With no varnish. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then he'd paint then. the keyboard. <laughs> look at look at Hattie's reactions in the background of this yeah, scene. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I remember distinctly talking about this not long ago, but Rimmer's blasé attitude is really unsettling in this and maybe a little bit off kilter. He's like he, he, he's just annoyed at this point. He's not even listening to what they're saying at all. Yeah, it's true actually. Maybe he's, he's just not, not taking in no. the severity of it. Yeah, look at her face. Is melting. She's all blue. 
dappa dee dappa die. What's the Japanese for quarantine? <laughs> quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Quarantine. Fuck. Quarantine. The dreaded hollow virus. The dreaded hollow virus. Is that what Which is? is a little bit. Uh, That's uh, normal. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Since we're. Um, You've let yourself down, the Japanese. <laughs> So, Holoship, the hologram, Love Paradise, Hell's Life Auditor. Hell's <laughs> Life Auditor, amazing. It's it's like like almost sounds like a <laughs> yeah. The dreaded holovirus, uh, Demons and Angels, Two Faces, Reality, Illusion, which is it now? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, just the, the thing about his grandma's wedding ring, that's a gen- I do not ever remember ever seeing that, even never watching these, I don't remember that scene, him finding his grandma's wedding ring, he lost it a year ago, finding his hat. Oh, <laughs> okay. Weird. Never have seen that. What grandma? <coughs> grandma who had butted them. Had oh, yeah. Them. She came back in French. Alright, Lister from Series 8. Mm. Oh, oh weird. Oh, no, that's right. Because they before they'd um, they did before they screened it off and replaced yeah. it with a still of Crichton. That's right. Which is really obvious once yeah. you notice it. Yeah. But less obvious than that. that yeah. Ah, yeah. Demons and Angels. Angels. This is, again, off the VHS. And this is Juliet May's version of the scene, which ends up being completely reshot the day after they were supposed to have wrapped the whole series. Oh, that was that hellish... Just, it was just a single series. day of reshoots. Yeah. Series 8, uh, sorry, Series 10 had an entire week of that. Maybe two weeks of reshoots? I can't remember. Mm. <laughs> yeah, again, there's always... Even the dialogue yeah. needed to be jigging. It wasn't, yeah. just, it wasn't just the... Uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's purely Juliet May's fault this scene doesn't work if the, in the original thing. Oh, to, to, be, to be fair to Rob and Doug, I'm sure they <coughs> delivered the script a couple of months before yeah. they shot it. <laughs> but again, whenever there's you see a whole alternate version of a scene that ended up being later reshot, there's always some positives to take from the first one that you think, oh, they did that slightly better. So I think in the end when you watch the original assembly there's bits where you think oh it's a shame that didn't mm, it's yeah. almost like you want to sh- it's almost like it would be worth shooting everything twice well, Just which is what they did in series 10 pretty much yeah on the audience notes at least yeah in the main they did that they managed <laughs> that really well there was very little repetition because it was built into the you know mm. It does actually like it seems like rumors been just blazing and flipping at that point, but you realise that when he mentions that actually you can duplicate strawberries and it'll take it's taking you eight hundred times longer. Yeah. Than it would be to screw the fucking yeah. things. It's like that's that's when you realise it. Actually that's a, yeah, that's a little detail. Also, he doesn't give a fuck about duplicating food. Yeah, he's intangible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's incorrigible. Lots of other words that end in double. <laughs> Just like strawberry cut in half, and then some, yeah, some maggots, and then yeah. some maggots. Yeah, because it's supposed to be entirely 
eating from the inside. Yeah. 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 You think that's embarrassing. <laughs> you don't want a sentence to last too long when Craig Charles delivering it. <laughs> well, okay, nine, yeah. He didn't want his sentence to last too long. <laughs> he's never been convicted of anything. <laughs> I jest, he's never been convicted. <laughs> Not nothing. Oh, something's <clears throat> happening apparently. Prack. Sausages are done. Prack everywhere. Chris's performance is remarkably consistent across the two. Yeah. Like a lot of the lines is delivering exactly the same way as in the final version. And it was weeks apart that they shot them, I think. Or at least days apart. But either Hat is playing that very differently or struggling a little bit. Mm. Casual Grant Naylor racism. <laughs> Cat overplaying that a little bit too much. Yeah, just it's yeah. it's like an alternate version, uh, alternate universe version. Mm. It's like a different take. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's little star, little Tardis. Tardis. Oh, was it? Was that shown in the show? Yeah. Before? Still, one of the most consistent sources of Google traffic to our site is your article on yeah. um, what the TARDIS finally uh, clarifying exactly when it appeared in the model shot. And well, it, it would do if it. the article stated that it was there, but my article said it wasn't there. And then somebody in the comments went, Oh, actually, it's in this episode. I was like, Fuck. Oh, yeah, you, you, yeah, <laughs> you originally stated that it was, was just in, in, a, in a deleted deep. scene. And then somebody went, oh, Actually, it's in this episode. I was like, Well, that's just completely like <laughs> the whole point of the article is completely void. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a great source of traffic. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly. That's all I that's care I don't about. Give a fuck if it's wrong. <laughs> I look at the jet back, back uh, jetpack statistics, and that's all that matters. There you go. Oh dear. Oh, was that just a fuck up on it? Viewers, uh, the, the, you'll have to know whether that was a fuck up on our end or it yours. Might have been the DVDs changing layers. Uh maybe so. Layer transitions, maybe. Okay. Yeah. That was that was quite a heavy layer. Either that, or there was a problem with the tape, and it was mentioned in the caption, and we just skipped over it. Yeah. yeah. Well, something happened. It might be out of sync now. Fuck you. But it's only deleted it. scenes. Yeah. Well, we're now on this has already bills. gone on much longer than I hoped. <laughs> I mean, we we've, we've again bitten off more than we could chew. Maggots. Uh, maggots. Yeah. Maggots. 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 Piling up on you. When you're ready. <laughs> um, I mean, of, of all the episodes that needed extensive reshoots, this is the worst one for the actors. Yeah. I think this bit is just cringe oh, rather than Yeah, yeah. Weird. You can only see it in a long shot. 
you in the episode. It's amazing how much sound adds to the thing because it. Yeah. Just, it sounds so much more violent when you. Look at that. <laughs> He's only dancing before he hits him. Yeah, he reacted early to the last bit. Ah, this is where Danny's feet got burned. That's yeah. right. And he carried on. It's pretty graphic this episode as well. This specific one, just the amount of blood in it. It's not mm. not something that's normally that. But it's really cartoony as well. Yeah. The, the, you know, the pumping. They have been the, shot. Yeah. <laughs> the cat, the high cat, has been shot. I think the pumping woman less the stabs the, you know, the big rumor. Mm. That was always that's always a weird, shot. A Rimmer's reaction to the explosion of just standing stock still like a mm. rabbit in the headlights. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty much what. Yeah, because he won't be physically affected uh, by it, but he will be, you know, his reaction will remain. (laughs) (laughs) You can see the wobbly axe. Wobbly axe. Wobblocks. Slumbock. This was a completely reshot one, wasn't it? It's actually a direct <coughs> adaptation of uh, when Craig arrived back in London after a naughty Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it seems like the stuff that was completely reshot <coughs> was all the stuff where they're in their standard non-high or low. True. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess is unsurprising. You remount that. Here comes my surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Still one of the best lines in Series 5. That's a very defeatist attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right there, son. Rimmer's joke. Oh, yeah. to reality. It's really fucking good. <laughs> this is this is really good as well. It's just back to reality is just packed so good. Yeah. But it, it kind of it's things like this where it's you're glad that it's cut because it's like bonus. Like yeah. years later, it's the perfect episode of Red Dwarf. It is perfect as it is. Exactly. It's yeah. just all oh. extra <laughs> bits of back to reality have been uncovered. Also, with that scene, you get the impression that either the um. Terraform would have that scene yeah. in back to because it's exactly the same. It is the same joke. <laughs> the es- all the Esperanto stuff was Juliet May, and all the rest was Grant Naylor for Back to Reality. Mm. And the Esperanto stuff looks fantastic. Yeah. And it's good lighting direction. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen um, this deleted scene since I've seen Files in Sun. <laughs> if you want to do a cod Chinese accent, it's okay if it's just a, one small line of dialogue. <laughs> then you can actually hear what he says. And doesn't have a 
product called Panda Noodles <laughs> um, on the front of it. <laughs> Good face. That's the headline. The fourth heartbeat. Yeah. Because Crown doesn't have a heart. No. Yeah. Well, it depends as he's seen the wizard. Soulless <laughs> bastard. <laughs> well, his brain's part of oh, it. No. Retcon. Oh. Uh, the cat's got two pulses. So the fourth heartbeat, <laughs> two of them are cats. Holy are. shit. Yeah, this was w- one of the most intriguing scenes before. Because <clears throat> it was in whichever of the super books goes back to reality. Yeah. This was described the a uh, 2D computer sprite sequence. And see what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for them, it's 1992. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or 91, even. It would be weird to know how an episode like Back to Rally would look if it was made now. Look at the soles of his feet. Well, the, the set is filthy, man. It's not... <laughs> Yeah, I guess it, it might This place is like an abandoned building, I wouldn't put it like, you know, it doesn't, it's not a very well maintained building. a disgraceful code. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of questionable stains on it. I love this alternative universe. It's. You could do so much with it. Yeah, and indeed, this magazine did. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, pretty much each character had a comic strip. It's a rich. Spirit, yeah. It's a rich. It's a rich. Ex, it's a rich. It's kind of. It's like. like um, 2000 yeah. AD. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Dystopia. Yeah. Dystopian future city. A rich extra universe. Yeah. So the weird thing is the characters are completely different, but you do feel completely familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Mal Edmonds. Yeah, smeg ups. Got to be smeg ups. Oh, <laughs> <Alright. laughs> Thanks, George. So what else is new? And George. <laughs> Don't ever call me Olympic Mind. <laughs> Took care of that Olympic Mind. <laughs> I think, as this is the last scene of the last episode of the series, this is probably the last deleted scene. The end. This has gone on quite long enough. Yes. Thanks for listening. That's the series five deleted scenes and the entirety of Terraform Dome. Join us next time where we'll talk about something else for a change. Head <laughs> uh, by everybody. Head by. Thank you for listening to GNT Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye. Goodbye.